1: Welcome to the circle of success. I'm your host, Brett Gilliland, and today I've got uh, you know a, an entrepreneur. I've got a coach, life coach, business coach, all sorts of stuff. Jeff Klubeck, how you doing, my friend? I'm um,
0: fantastic. If I was any better, I'd be twins. There'd have to be oh, two of me. Thanks you for you having go, me man. on, Brent.
1: There yeah. you go. Uh, well good. So where are you coming to us from? What what part of the country are you in today?
0: Today, San Diego, California, I'm at the home office and I see a St. Louis Cardinals hat in the background. Right. Behind my Secret Knock banner is a vintage arcade style RBI machine. Oh, yeah. Players, you know, from the 80s where you play. Absolutely. And the game still holds up. It's still a competitive deal. Like, you know, I play with my son and he's actually gotten better than me now, which I'm, I'm upset with. <laughs>
1: it's like <laughs> Super Tech Mobile.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, this is, yeah, a couple years before that, like 1987, 88, with, you know, so yeah. St. Louis is one of the teams on there with all the classic players and like Stan Musial, Lou like Brock, and all of that.
1: Well, if you played Super Tecmo Bowl, you probably remember uh, Marcus Allen and Bo Jackson were just unstoppable. unstoppable. And uh, yeah. I actually saw Marcus Allen at a golf course about two months ago. And yeah. the first thing I said to him, I said, dude, you were unstoppable and super tech mobile. And he just laughed. It was yeah. pretty
0: funny. One time I met Marcus Allen also, and he told me about the story about how when he was blocking for Charlie White at USC, how he got his nose broken. Oh. And, uh, and Charles White won the this Heisman Trophy one year. Marcus won it the very next year. So Not growing a bad up, duo. Yeah. Southern California sports in the 80s was really legit. So.
1: Yes, it was. Well, l- so uh, why don't you to give a, a little uh, lay of the land on who Jeff Klubeck is and uh, what's yeah. made you the man you are today?
0: Well, that's my wife, (laughs) 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 right. You know, I'm a, I'm married. Marianne is, 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 is she's the rings around my Saturn. She's the reason I I wake up every day and I figure out how I'm going to deserve her. She's so amazing. She's, you know, corporate and she's an incredible mom and she's totally involved in the community. And I fell in love with her in 1991. And, uh, we've been you know in love ever since and we got married 4 days after 911 September 11th so it's wow. really neat love story there and I could talk forever about my wife but then it's my kids you know my my son AJ my daughter Abigail and my youngest son Brody they're they're really the reason that I go crazy trying to help people all over the place I want to feel every day like I deserve my wife and kids and for me that's that I have to help others so yeah. i'm a soft skill guy i have a masters in communication I started teaching public speaking when I was getting my master's degree as a graduate teaching assistant. So I retired a couple years back three years ago from a, a 20 year career as an adjunct professor and then for money, because, you don't know, teach for money, you teach because right. I, um, you know, I've done re- recruiting and headhunting. I've been an internal and external recruiter. I've been, you know, dabbled in real estate and, you know, I had a real estate license. I used to put on a real estate costume but and <laughs> uh, go out and market myself as a coach consultant and a realtor. And coaching and consulting and the soft skill stuff took off. So I got, rid of, got out of real estate and really started focusing on Get A Clue, which is my boutique soft skill yeah. organization. So soft skills make strong leaders. Soft skills make strong teams. Soft skills make strong organizations. And I deliver soft skills through the channels of coaching, which is coaching is where I talk to you and then you go do the work. Right. The whole thing is I talk to you and then I got to come in and do work and I have a deliverable for you, like a staffing project or a whatever, or training where we get people to do things that they couldn't do before. Yeah. So content is what tethers all of those things together. Coaching, consulting, training, speaking. The adhesive for all of that is content curriculum. And yeah. so my thing is motivation plus accountability equals results. And, and if you give people strategy, can get them out of their own way, can hold them accountable, confront them on their potential chances are they'll perform better. And so, so that's, what, that's kind of a nutshell on what I'm all about.
1: Nice. Well, congrats, man. It's been a, it's been a good ride, I'm sure, and uh, a lot of success. So talk to us and talk to our listeners about uh, the, the one or two or three things that you find the most successful people that you find around the country, around the world. What are those one, two, three things that they're doing every single day without fail? Uh,
0: the most successful people? Um, well, I, I think it, it, what comes to mind is accountability and integrity right? They, um, I, I have a saying, uh, I, I like to, like, uh, I like to joke around. I like to be silly. I have my last name's Klubeck, So if I come up with like sayings, Klubi snacks and uh, <laughs> little d- nuggets, right? Either my wife's cookies or things that I say that people write down. Sure. One of them is Michael felt's, you know, the, the, the yep. never won a sure. gold medal swimming in somebody else's lane. Mm. Right. So I think that the people that know what they want at the very top, like the head of the snake or the, the, right. The, 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 right. You ever see the garden hose? It's just, going oh, yeah. all over the place if, yeah. unless it's directed and pointed. So I think the most successful people are have the courage to make a decision about what they want and then the courage to decide what it's going to take to do it. And they're willing to make the sacrifices. They're willing to be vulnerable. They're willing to embrace the pain of growth, right? There's a lot of most people in the world fail to decide what they want, you know, or how hard they're going to work to get it or a combination thereof. So I think one thing is integrity is when you decide what you want, then everything else you do is integrated with that definitive purpose that we would learn about from a Napoleon Hill and think and grow rich or something like that. I like that. Um, I think a second thing that's really critical that makes people successful is um, humility and in, in the willingness to learn, you know, Greg, I, you'll hear Greg say, you'll hear me say, my partner, Greg Reed, um, yeah. if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. And I think that I've heard over and over and over again that the really successful people Know what they're good at, mm. and know how to let go of control. Give other people the space and resources to, you know, promote their own genius. And then and nobody succeeds alone, right? Mm-hmm. So I think humility and the ability to delegate, the ability to give control to 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 people that are smarter than you in certain areas. And then, and for me, I think the third thing is um, accessibility. I think that that most successful people understand that they got help somewhere along the way, and then when they retained that gratitude and then become available and accessible to others, then their sphere and their ripple effect grows. So I think integrity, I think humility, and I think accessibility, those are three things that come to mind right away. There's a lot of others, but those are sure. Yeah.
1: Those are the ones that stick out the most for you. And I think, you know, you talked about um, letting go and and leverage and and, uh, all that kind of stuff. But don't you agree that as a leader, that's a really hard process to learn and, and get good at?
0: Yeah, one of my, one of my um, I consider my mentor, I got to, you know, hang out with him for a little bit, Marshall Goldsmith and walk around his, the lake at Rancho Santa Fe here in San yeah. Diego go for a morning walk and, you know, Marshall Goldsmith, he wrote a lot of good books like Mojo and one of the ones that, that really made an impact on me is what got you here won't get you there. That's right. And it's like a, the the Keps 22, like successful people, they've got a track record of success, which actually can trick them into thinking that they're going to be right about everything. Well, you know, like, you know, like what got you here isn't to me, what got you there. Right. And so the leader's like well wait a second i'm i 'm the leader i got to this position i i 've got a history of good decision making Of course, my decision's going to fly here, but the context shifts when we level up, and each new level it creates new challenges, and that 's when we need to be that have that openness, that humility, that accessibility to people that may know better than we do um, so so I do think it 's really hard for a leader, an entrepreneur especially it 's one thing if like if i 'm an entrepreneur and I just buy a company right." If I just buy a company, okay, now I own the company, but I bought it, but it's not my baby. You know, right, I didn't right. start it in my garage. So think about the entrepreneur who started it in the garage and now they've got a, it's their identity. It's their ego. It's their, you know, there's so much psycho emo invested in those, those otherwise objective <clears throat> um, papers on the company. So, you know what I mean? That's a different deal. Like letting go is really hard if it's your baby and you started it from scratch.
1: Yeah. No, you're right. I mean, I started with, uh, with Tim Hammett visionary wealth advisors and as we continue to grow and, and we have great people on our team, it's, it's funny getting to a spot where this is new and we talk about this with the leadership team is there's certain things I'm not involved in anymore. Yeah. Right. But as a founder of a company, yeah, you know, I'm used to roll my sleeves up and, and like you said, you know, we didn't literally start it in our garage, but you know, we started this thing and it is our baby. And so it's, it's unique to, uh, not be in a position to, or be in a position, I should say, to not be involved in every single thing that goes on. So, it well, feels good. It's freeing, but it's also really scary.
0: Yeah. It, 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 yeah that's, you know, then you get into faith. Well, you know, the thing is now it becomes like, well, how do we minimize the fear? Right. right. Well, we need good, solid hiring practices. We need to make sure that we're avoiding a common mistake that leaders have is making bad hires. So, they get busy, they get busy, and then they're overwhelmed, and the hiring goes a little like do you have a pulse? Can you start tomorrow? That's
1: right. Rather than That's like right.
0: a position description with duties and qualifications and interview questions that screen for that and a, you follow. So so if you have a good strategic staffing process, you can mitigate some of the fear. But I'm laughing like, you know, my wife and I, I don't think we let anybody babysit our first son until he's like three years old or something. Right. So exactly. Same thing.
1: You now by the third one? You're like, just throw a couple of crackers on the floor <laughs> and they figure it out, right? Yeah
0: it's yeah. it's not fair but it's true yeah I was just
1: talking to a new parent the other day and I said yeah that the first kid you know if they drop their pacifier or something you basically had to put it in a steamer
0: to get hyper it sterilization yeah. and yeah, yeah. Third kid like,
1: I got four kids like by the fourth one I'm like yeah oh, wow. yeah, it's fine just put it back in there you're fine
0: yeah congratulations yeah. on the form. that's re- that's great yeah. what are their ages do you mind me asking
1: no 14 12 uh nine and uh five
0: that's I've got 14 12 and seven
1: okay Yes, yeah, so we're right there. So, mine are all boys. So, it's just absolutely crazy and uh, very uh, high energy, which I wouldn't want anything else. So, okay, good, um, man. But they're, good fun. Good. they're fun. They're so, fun. Um, so, when you think about, you know, attitude, so when we talk about the circuits of success, their attitude, it's your belief system, it's the yep. actions that ultimately get results in your life. So, when you hear the word attitude, what comes to mind?
0: gratitude, actually, you know, one, they rhyme and gratitude is the attitude. I, I, I love learning that when I'm in gratitude, I cannot be in a bad mood. Mm, so that's me. the first thing about attitude is that is it's impossible. It's like just, it's, you just can't do it. So thank God for the ability to say, what am I grateful for? What do I appreciate? What am I excited about? What do I love? You know, who do I, I want to serve? What am I enthusiastic about? If this were a perfect day, what would have to happen right now? And it's so easy to get into the habit of asking those questions and shifting, right? But we do have to overcome traumas in our, early, you know, earlier parts of our life. We do have to overcome mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, the, the the ways that we get triggered uh, where we, you know, in the here and now we see things that remind us of stuff. And, and so... I think I always say that emotion is the first responder, yeah, <laughs> you, know? Yeah. you know, emotion shows up to the party first, taps the keg and starts drinking. And then hopefully, <laughs> hopefully logic arrives fashionably late, stays longer and helps clean up. So yeah, I like, that. You know, like, you know, when it comes to attitude, it's the integration of logic and emotion for the betterment of all, right? Yeah. So we get to author our attitude. We can choose what our attitude is, but that's not the default mechanism. What we're, the default mechanism is to defend our sense of self.
1: Yeah. What do you stuck. say to, to, sorry to interrupt you, but to talk about that. So your, um, what you said, your emotion shows up and taps the keg, right? And so I think that emotion probably helps you take action. And what do you think the logic is what allows you to keep the daily habit going over and over and over and over?
0: They have to, I think they have to work together. Yeah. Um. I'm a big fan of like, if if there, if you asked me a question and you haven't, Jeff, if there's one word that's associated with you and your brand in 2020, that's what, you know, the do, you know, it's integrity integration yeah. the coming together of one thing with another right you hear some people say well you got to validate the emotions emotions are real and emotions deserve attention you know but, but like that alone is no bueno without the logic and what's the yeah. what you know, so they have to come together uh, and they have to be um, balanced. And I guess I think attitude is, is some sort of combination between logic and emotion.
1: like it. So belief systems, when you think about like, I know my belief systems to my core of what you have to do to be successful, uh, especially in our industry. Uh, what are the belief systems that Jeff Klubeck has that says, you know what? I know if I believe these things and make them happen, I will be successful in my personal life. <sighs> well,
0: Nobody succeeds alone. Um, Zig Ziglar taught us that you can have everything you want in the world if you're committed to helping others get what they want. Yep. Right. I remember I translate that, you know, to AJ, my son, playing team sports, and you know he's getting ready for school right now. He's about to walk out, but if I asked him the question as he's walking by, he would nail it. What's the only way to be great in baseball? Yep. And he said, make, He'll say, "Make my teammates better." You can be mm-hmm. good at baseball, but you can't be great unless you make others around you better. That's a good so, so, so a focus on making others better. Uh, is important. I also, um, you know, belief systems, I'm a big believer in empathy. And so I'm a natural empath, but I think empathy is something that you can practice, you can get better at. It's just simply paying attention to what other people may be thinking and feeling rather than walking around autobiographically. Most people are living their life autobiographically, and I'm waving the flag for biographical living. Let's make sure we consider (laughs) what other people are thinking and feeling and bring that into the discussion when we decide, how to behave. So if we can behave in a way that shows an understanding and awareness and interest for others, we're going to be better off. And um, we talked about gratitude already. Um, those are some things that come to mind off the top of my head. Perfect.
1: So we talk about beliefs, you know, some of my beliefs are, you know, so I'll, I'll go through these and then you kind of tell me what you think. Yeah. So yeah, uh, one of my beliefs is, is I do have a gratitude journal, right? It's literally right over here. Um, so we're in line there. So boom, I wake up, you know, I, I get to the office I I write down what I'm thankful for, for that day and spend some time thinking about it. So boom, we're in line there. Number two, uh, reading 10 pages minimally per day. Thoughts on reading?
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a saying that the only difference between your life now and your life a year, two, three, four years from now is the people you hang out with and the books that you read. You know, so um, I got books everywhere. Like, I don't know if you can see like the, the, uh, yeah. Yeah, there's. I mean, they're they're stacked up. They're everywhere, and um, you know, it's interesting now. Like, I, I I'm kind of bummed. Like these things, these phones, these devices, they Great. take us away from that classic turning of the page, the feel of having a page. But I love reading, and and then people read in a lot of fiction. Um, I like reading a lot of bio, like biographies and history, and you know, personal professional growth. But when it comes to fiction, I'm a big fan. Are you a fan of Mitch Album Tuesdays oh, yeah. with more, Tuesdays with like more
1: Yeah, Five People Meet in Heaven. heaven.
0: Yeah. And then uh, Timekeeper and The Magic Streams of Frankie Presto. And I'm a big fan because what Mitch Albom seems to do is he like reaches into your heart and squeezes it just tight enough to make you pay attention to the most important things in life. And I can never get through his books without crying and being grateful and wanting to be a better person. So if I'm going to read, I want to read something that makes me a better person, puts me in a position to help others.
1: Amen to that. Uh, Exercise. Talk to me about that exercise um well you mean my habits or yeah just I mean overall your belief system in in that getting movement getting exercise I, I actually don't like the word exercise I like more movement, movement. what your hobbies are like if it's playing basketball going for run whatever it may be yeah for me a
0: one hour walk one one hour walk in the mornings on an empty stomach you know if I'm gonna move that's that does it for me that gets I can make phone calls I can listen to audible audiobooks yeah moving um there's there's a a, a a health kind of program I invested in one time and it involved, you know, supplements and, you know, walking and the, I, it was counterintuitive to me. They said, just walk flat surface, no Hills, not a fast pace. Just, just walk for one hour a day on an empty stomach and that'll help you burn the fat and will get the, you know, to shake up the can enough to, you know, to, to, to wake up your body. So I'm a big fan of the one hour walk, nice. just, just, you know, you know, in the morning on an empty stomach, it's, yeah. it's you know, with the three kids. My wife's out of town right now. So it's hard to do. <laughs> when I got to get the kids going to school and all of that. But that's right. That's my favorite thing. I've, I, I, uh, I got injured. You know, I played basketball when I was, when I was uh, younger, and I got injured. I had bursitis, and I'd spend time in the weight room, and it's like, kind of like, for me, a, a, you know, a sad memory for me. So I don't like right. going to the gym, and I don't like dealing with, like, if I could do it at home, push-ups. Like, one time I did a push-up sit-up challenge in uh, the year 2017. I, I started off with 10 push-ups and 10 sit-ups on January 1st, and then I did that every day until January 11th where I kicked it up to 20, did that for 10 days and kicked up to 30. So every 10 days I was increasing by 10. When I got into about 70, you know, 70, 80 days, I was doing nine out of 10 days, eight out of 10 days. By yeah. the end of the year, five out of 10 days in December, the first two weeks of December, five out of every 10 days. I was doing 350 push-ups, 350 sit-ups. So it was just like, to me, that wasn't about the movement as much as it was about the discipline. I like to give myself a discipline challenge. And so if it's movement or um, in 2018, every flight that I took off on, I shot a little video. And I wanted to to get through the year where I knew that every single flight that I took off on, I shot a video with new content. And I I post them online on Facebook Mm. and LinkedIn. They're called flyby coaching. Okay. video. So I like discipline challenges and sometimes they involve movement and sometimes they involve, you know, professional stuff.
1: So you just did the video right there and your passengers are next getting a little, yeah, little coaching. While yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, If
0: you find me on Facebook, you'll be able to see it. I post like one a week. I posted yeah. 90 unique flyby coaching videos. So sometimes I'll sit down and I'll say, Hey, I'm about to do a video when we take off. So don't be alarmed. And do you want to be in it or not? And sometimes they do and sometimes they don't. And, right. and what makes you successful? And I'll get an answer from them. And then I'll turn it into a little module that I can put out real quick and they get amazed and I build, make friends and develop relationships and That's sometimes awesome. people don't want to have anything to do with it, right. but it's, it's unique and it's always on takeoff. So I'm always pointing the camera out to the window so you can see the movement Yeah. And then, all right, welcome everybody to another installment of Fly By Coaching. This is Coach Jeffrey and today we're going to talk about Blank. And I like I, it's, you know, three to five minute video, but I, you know, that was like a marathon you know, um, it was a discipline challenge. not necessarily a movement and exercise challenge. But I guess- Let's go
1: it. into that point right there. So like when I hear that, like I, I think it sounds great. I, I love it. I would watch it. But that takes courage to do that, right? With people on the plane, worrying about what they're going to think about you. Who's this dude? You know, who the hell's he think he is? I mean, all this stuff, right, can go through our minds. Yes. How do you get through that? And how did you become okay with doing it and not worrying about it? Or maybe you worried about it and did it anyway.
0: I got to tell you something. I mean, I don't- I get very careful to avoid sounding arrogant in any way. So I, having said that, I'm going to move forward and answer this question. Yeah. I know who I am. I know what I want to do. I know I I know what my purpose is. I know I want to create content. I know I want to market myself. I know I want competitive advantages. I know I want to be unique. I know I've got people skills. I know I can explain this, you know, like if the store, the flight attendant comes by, no, this is not a phone call. I'm shooting a video, right? I can, right. And, and and basically it's like, you know what it comes down to? It's like the, one of the other answers. What, what makes people successful? You know what the ultimate answer is? Is love. Yeah. And love is the, I'm going to slow down here, Brett. Love is the willingness to be vulnerable so that either you or your beloved may grow. Mm. Right? So I, in that moment that I'm choosing to do a flyby coaching video, we're taking off, right? And first of all, it seems weird, but the reality is a lot of times people are asleep already by the time we take off or the yeah. noise of the plane drowns out my voice. But you can tell my voice projects pretty good. Sometimes I'll tap the people in front of me and I'll say, Hey, when we take off, I'm going to shoot a video, just get, you make sure you heads up. It's only going to be three to five minutes. I try to get permission first. That's a big rule in my accountability coaching. You can't coach anybody without permission. I'd get permission first if you need it. Like, so, so there's all these different things, but I made a commitment. I said, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to shoot a video on every plane I take off. And then once you make that decision, then the how, right, becomes easy. A lot of people say, well, how do I do this? How do I do that? how do I do this? How do I do that? Wrong question. Why am I doing it? Yeah. If you're clear about why you're doing it, the how is a hot knife through warm butter. Yep. Does that make sense? So Absolutely. Yeah. Sometimes like some of my favorite videos are when I meet somebody, one was like Dave, right? I, I'd never forget Dave, like Dave, what's going on? You know, he's an environmental consultant on his way to San Diego. And I said, what makes you successful? And he told me fourth, I'm like, all right, so this and I put a label on the four things so mm-hmm. accessibility and, da, 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 and he's like yeah that's it and I'm like okay and we took off and I just <laughs> rattled, I'm like meet Dave Dave's a leader <laughs> Dave has it. a four-step success formula for being a great leader it's this 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 and this be like Dave and so when I posted it, it's like be like Dave right everybody, it's like, everybody's like this watching them and so like the the response that I've gotten from these videos is fantastic
1: that's awesome yeah. Good for you, man. Um, talk to us about that that sign in your hat there. Secret knock. Talk oh, to us yeah. About that. I know, uh, Dr. Greg yeah. Reed was on the show. He talked about it. Oh, tell man. me about the secret knock.
0: Yeah, I love Dr. Greg Reed. And uh, uh, listen, this is this is a, like an amazing thing that he's pulled off. I'll tell you right now. Secret knock is is the greatest event that you can't attend unless you're invited. You just can't get you know, right. Yeah. It's invitation only. Forbes Inc. Entrepreneur Magazine rated among the top five invitation only events and then and what it is is you know cost three thousand dollars to go we don't tell you where it's going to be we don't tell you who's going to be there you just got to trust us. right but the thing that the magic about it there's so many things magical about it first of all you know doc, dr greg reed he's modern day napoleon hill yeah so he had a relationship with the napoleon hill foundation and he got the calling card the same way napoleon hill did from carnegie Greg got the calling card to go interview any member of the Napoleon Hill Foundation, any donor, any member, anybody that was in the registered the database, and there's really pretty, pretty cool cats, right? Heck yeah. So, so we got an invented magnetic the credit card magnetic strip. Who's my wife's hero, by the way, uh, <laughs> or the, the founder of a uh, make a wish foundation, Frank Shakowitz, or uh, the inventor of Pictionary or uh, I mean just, you know, so, so Greg's been able to go and interview these people to pull success principles out of them, to do books, that are sponsored by the Napoleon Hill Foundation. So Greg's a bestseller many times over, but Greg's an opportunist and he didn't just want to interview these people for a book. He's like, Hey, why don't you come to my house and we'll sell tickets and people can really get good access to you. Cause let's face it, we're not going to make money on the book, <laughs> but the book is the hook that Greg will tell us, right? Yep,
1: Absolutely. So he's like, well,
0: what are you going to call that? And he says, I don't know. I'll call it secret knocks. So it started at his house and Greg would just basically invite the P and it grew to this amazing thing where now I don't know if you've been to um, seminar industry events, whether it's wealth through real estate or wealth through entrepreneurship or the seminar industry has a lot like the seminar industry salespeople commission, breath. there's a lot of commission breath. I say speakers, they're selling, 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 trying to use NLP to get you to the back of the room to go buy something. Well, it's secret knock. Nobody's selling the people Mm -hmm. that are up there speaking are just accomplished in their field, whether you're an inventor, an investor, um, a C level, Exact. You know, the the chief mar- former chief marketing officer of Eastman Kodak. He's not selling anything. He's just going there to give right. back yep. to what you know, personal professional growth. So Greg's assembled these amazing people, and we'll get some you know some interesting guests here and there, like President Vincente Fox or you know um, Potsy from Happy Days. Oh, some yeah. Actors or celebrities or athletes to come in. It's eclectic, but everybody on stage has accomplished something. They're there to 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 learn with and from right? And then the audience, they're not being pitched at and sold to. And so we create a a real uh, amazing community of growth seekers, achievers that are looking to learn with, learn from each other. Everybody's a VIP. There's no backstage. All of the speakers, they're sitting at the tables with all of the guests. So it's a level playing field. What you seek is seeking you. A lot of people are intimidated coming into that environment. And and I remember when I first found out about it 10 years ago, I thought, I'm not good enough. I can't afford it. Oh man, nothing's further from the truth. Everybody's good enough to be there and people can't afford to miss it. Everybody builds a relationship, makes a deal, advances their life or career through the connections that are made. And it's about trying. It's just show up and be, keep your head up, be curious about others. And you're going to have an impact on somebody else. And somebody's going to have an impact on you. Or we're going to introduce you to somebody. We're going to find out about you and say, Oh, well you need to meet this person, that person. So secret Mm -hmm. Not gets a lot of people to the front of the line, so to speak, and accelerates their progress because of that that commitment. There's all kinds of beautiful things that happen at the event.
1: Got it. it. So if it's a secret knock and you got to be invited, how do you know who to invite?
0: Well, it, it, the thing is, what happens is like, for example, your listeners right now, right? They are all going to www.secretknock.co, right? Yep. And they're going to see a picture of Greg and I on the website and some of the guests that we've had like Kevin Harrington and President Vincente Fox and Brian Smith, founder of Ug Boots and all of that stuff, right? Yep. And then they're going to apply, right? Why do I want to go? What do I expect to contribute? You know, what do I want to get out of it? What do I want to give to it? Yes. That application comes in, we get on the phone with you, we make sure you're cool. There's only one rule at Secret Knock, just be cool. <laughs> right? So, j- just be cool. Like, you know, you know in, in, in that, the, and so that's the thing. And then, and then once we have that conversation with you and we make sure you know what the ground rules are, just be cool and what the environment is like, right? Because the thing is, there have been people that get banned. You know, they show up and they're doing shameless self-promotion and commission breath and they're not, they're not paying attention to the speakers in the hallway, just, you know, selling themselves all the time and they don't, they don't get invited back because that ruins the experience for the guests. So we, we invite you as long as you know the rules, right? And does that make sense? So it's Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: absolutely. So you go to secretknock.co.
0: Yeah, secretknock.co is then, that's where you can apply- to, to attend. And as long as we get on the phone and we make sure you know the rules and then, then we'll let, you know, it's, it's like anybody can get in really because everybody is good enough to be there. We just got to make sure you know what the rules are and you protect right. the culture of the environment and keep it one of the most elite events in, in the industry.
1: I like it. So I, I uh, take that cell phone you picked up earlier. I steal that mm-hmm. from you. And there's uh, one app besides email because that's boring. If there's one app you don't want me to delete, what is it? One app I do not
0: want you, you. say D-
1: please do not delete that app because this is helps me with my life helps you're me- a fam- you're a family
0: you uh, listen you're a family man so i would say life 360 oh <laughs> man isn't that awesome <laughs> yeah well except when my wife is using it to track me down <laughs> yeah, exactly right
1: <laughs> that's why i told um, her i said thank god i got nothing to hide because now you know where everywhere i'm at
0: what a great question man um i got lucky by going straight to family because I, I know you're a family man yeah. so if, if i'm off the hook man let me know but uh <laughs> All right, that's for the
1: family side. For the business side, making you productive, or just you know, helping you get content out. Whatever you know, maybe some people say it's Instagram. Some people have a totally different app that people have never heard of. Which is I, what I like it here is something that maybe we've not heard of.
0: Yeah, well, for, no. Um, I mean, I think um, God, that's yeah, I'm stumped. I mean, for me, <laughs> I mean, for me, Facebook comes to mind, but yeah. Facebook is under all kinds of scrutiny these days. Um, but, you know, like I've I I can do corporate. I have done corporate. But I'm really, I have, the most impact I have is on solopreneurs, micro business owners, yeah. small business owners, businesses like with, you know, one to 50 people, no sophisticated HR. They need yeah. soft skill guys like me. And a lot yeah. of people are, are on Facebook or LinkedIn in those circles, right? So yeah. I, you know, for me, it's, it's, I'm almost embarrassed to say Facebook, yeah. but that's, that's, the, that's the one. But it's
1: a big reach. It's a big reach yeah. and ev- easy to build a community. Yeah, you understand uh, what I mean by that, Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, fear. You talk about the fears you put in your mind uh, over the years. How many of those fears have actually blown up to the magnitude you put them in your mind to be?
0: Woo! What a great question. Um, none of them. Yeah. Right? Right. You, right? Oh no,
1: yeah, absolutely. That's the reason I asked the question to every yeah. single guest, and just, none of
0: them. There's a. There's a. I, I don't know if you're a Tom Petty fan.
1: Oh yeah, I, I'm not a yeah. huge fan, but I, I know it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's just he's got a line. You know, most of the things I worry about never happen anyway. Ah. You know, it's a like sweet jam, like Tom. Tom's really good at less is more and just distilling the, like yes. Mitch album. He's like a Mitch yeah. album for me and music. Anyway, most of the things I worry about never happen anyway. And you know, worry is a waste of our imagination. But then the other problem is, is that we become what we think about. So mm-hmm. sometimes we worry to the point where we actually attract the situation that we're afraid of. And uh, that's happened to me. A lot of times I get so concerned about a worst case scenario happening that I actually believe that I've created it happening. Whereas right. if I didn't, I wasn't afraid of it. It may not have occurred. Yep. So I, I raised my hand, fully guilty of um, not being able to intervene in my own contributions to that law of attraction. Yep. Um, that happens. But it's how do you get yourself
1: into point. that moment though? Right. I, I every time I always look up. I we there's a big interstate that goes by my. I can see. I'm watching and I'm thinking about that individual driving that semi truck right there. Right, and he is thinking to himself or he's thinking to us and he happens to be listening to you and I talking. he's like, yeah, but you don't get my situation, right? Um, It's easy to think positive if you've got a lot of good things going in your life or maybe I'm this big, you know, CEO or I'm this big partner at a law firm or accounting firm but you don't know what's going on in my world, right? So, it's easy to be positive if you don't have what's going on in my world, whatever that is. How do you get yourself there?
0: You, 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 you get yourself away from there, or, yeah, how, do you or get, how do you
1: start? I mean, how do if you're in a you you negative land, that, how do you get to positive land? Right. Uh,
0: well, it goes back to what I was saying before. I mean, like, like let's rewind the interview. Right. Decide what you do want. Yeah. Right. Most of the people that worry, they haven't really decided what they do want, so mm-hmm. they can't. They can't reset. And yeah, well, what do you want? Well, I don't want this to happen. I don't. know no, no. What do you want?
1: Right. What do you well, want? What, to this, what, that, yeah, well, what do you
0: want? right? So that's one, right? And what else do we talk about today? What makes people successful? Vulnerability, the willingness to be vulnerable. Like you know what? This could happen, this could happen, this could happen, happen, but in exchange, you know, in order to get, right? To get to the other side.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm willing, I'm willing to suffer this loss. I'm willing to have a dispute. I'm willing to confront. I'm willing to uh, be made fun of or, uh, you know, like you've heard that quote that once they can no longer control you, they try to control what others think of you. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, go out, go ahead, and tell everybody whatever you need to tell them about me. But I know what I want. I know how much love I have. I know how grateful I am. And despite all, you know, I'm gonna lay out the coals. I'm gonna light them on fire. I'm gonna walk across them barefoot because I believe in the other side. Yeah. Right. But you have to have that conviction in what you do want. You have to have the willingness to be vulnerable. And then you have to you stop playing God. You can't you can't stop people from doing what they're gonna do. Right. So so I think there's some combination there, right? But if you don't know what you want. You know, like Brian Tracy taught me, you know, Brian Tracy. Oh, yeah.
1: you lot of his books back here behind me.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brian Tracy, like well, I was so lucky to work with him in 2009, 10, when he was doing iLearning Global, and I got to lead Lunch and Learns out of his office. I considered him an early, you know, mentor in my career. And I drove around and listened to psychology of success and psychology of achievement over and over and over and over, and over again. And one of the thing, many things he taught me is weeds grow on their own. Mm. You, you don't need any water, good point.
1: Yeah. you don't need
0: any sunlight, you don't need any nutrients, you don't need to talk to them, you don't need to care them, you don't need to cure, they will grow on their own, right? If we want good stuff to grow, we have to be intentional about growing things, right? What soil, what nutrients, how much sunlight, how much water, how much positive vibration? There are people that talk to their plants, right? And, and Write it and,
1: down, you know, that's why I'm looking down.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So weeds grow on their own, but if we want good stuff to grow, then we have to be intentional and put the energy and the resources into the good things. And so every second, like another mentor told me, worry is a waste of our imagination. If you're going to use that thing, why don't you imagine some great stuff? Another way that I say this to my coaching clients, Brett, is uh, check this out. Can I role play this with you? Absolutely. You You have four, but if you had three kids and three sandwiches, would you give all three sandwiches to one child? No. You'd give one to each of the three, right? Absolutely. So one child is worst case scenario. One child is best case scenario. And the other child is most likely scenario. Let's make sure our mind is feeding all of those equally. Let's not give mm-hmm. all three sandwiches to worst case scenario. Let's make sure these other scenarios have some life to them.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's the the point I looked over to my journals over here. I mean, that that's the thing that I think is so critical for leaders and just human beings in general is plan the day, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, plan for the greatness that's going to happen. Yeah. Because if we don't plan for it, it just happens. I mean, to your point of the weed grows on its own. I mean, I actually love taking pictures. I get We have a walkout basement area that's got a bunch of individual stones and stuff. And and I'm always fascinated by this one weed that grows. And you know, there's no dirt, there's no water, there's no fertilizer. Where does that come from? That to your point, that? I always take a picture of it. And I'm telling my kids, I'm like, guys, this is persistence right here, right? Like this guy wanted to survive and he's in the middle of a bunch of stone, right? Yeah. I'm like, that's amazing. But you're you're right. But the good grass, right? We have we have, you know, Chris Pratt, I'll name him. He's a great guy. Kids go to our school. You know, he works his butt off to get the yard looking right, right? Yep. But the weeds it's, just happen and we got to be intentional about it. So you're yeah. absolutely right.
0: Nothing works unless we do.
1: Yeah. I like it. I like yeah. it. So I give you, uh, I write you a check today. Okay. We're going to, we're going to role play this. I give you 10 this million cool. bucks. I'm not million? really going to do that, but okay. I give you 10 million bucks. You can't spend it on debt and you can't invest it normally and you can't give it to charity. Okay. I just took a lot of things you would normally do, right? You probably would give it away to charity. Maybe you pay off some debts if there are any, or you'd invest it because you're a smart businessman, right? You can't do those three things. What are you doing with 10 million bucks?
0: You know, now it's like, all right what do you, what count, what do you mean by invest? <laughs> exactly, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, no, you like, can't
1: like, buy stocks and bonds, you can't do the things that visionary wealth advisors do, but you can make an impact.
0: Yeah. Can I hire someone? Yes. Can I, can I, can I purchase a resource for my business? Yes. Y- you follow? Absolutely. So be, yeah. Basically I would, there's two things that come to mind, right? Is uh, staffing and travel.
1: Okay. Tell me uh, more. Uh,
0: well, I would travel all over the world, right? So I can do fly-by coaching videos and meet people on planes and yeah. learn about culture and build relationships, yep. right? So, so the more I travel and the more I get curious and interested in people and, and, you know, again, at the risk of sounding whatever, like once people talk to me a little bit, they kind of get interested, right? right. And, and so I would, I would build relationships all around the world to understand different cultures, ways of doing and being. I would, uh, you know, stimulate my mind with uh, different language challenges or different Etc. Right. Yeah. Um. It, and then what? And then what I would do is I would recruit. You know, I would use the money to recruit talent, um, which I do consider an investment. Right. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. So tra- travel and recruiting and staffing. So if I if I build relational cap, build relationships, build trust, build rapport, give of myself. Right. And and use the money to give of myself to as many people as possible. Not only will I have couches all over the world to sleep on if anything yeah. screws up that <laughs> the business. Right. But chances are, I can now recruit people to my vision. People will, you know, more likely to attend my events. People want to come to Secret Knock, you know, like I I was fortunate enough to, for a two and a half, three year period, I coached and spoke and trained on 12 different countries, many major cities, four different continents. So I'm thrilled to see how many people around the world now want to fly to San Diego for Secret Knock, just because they were touched by my coaching and my training and my communication skills so for me what comes to mind is travel and 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 recruiting awesome. relationships investing in building relationships and travel
1: I love it what i what I'm always fascinated by with that question is it's question. You, you never hear the person say oh I'm gonna you know, I'm cashing it all in. I'm done, and I'm just going to live on the beach and be, you know, lazy. Not enough. Like, you anymore. never hear successful people say that. No. It's about the impact they go out and make. And so, no, no, wait, 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 no. wait. Let me ask the question again. I'm yeah. putting it all on the Chiefs. Lay the points. Yeah,
0: exactly. You're like what? <laughs> right, <laughs> right.
1: But now I got 20 million. But I don't even know
0: who's. I don't even know who's favorite in the Super Bowl. I have five. no
1: idea. It's gonna, no gonna be yeah, a good game, man. Yeah, it should be a great game. Good, good offensive game. I hope. Yeah. Um, so, where do our listeners find more Jeffrey Klubeck? Where
0: yeah? <laughs> well, um, there's a lot of different ways. Um, if you if if listeners like hearing me talk and like the yeah. ways that I present content, go to my YouTube channel. It's all one word: watch. Get a clue. G-E-T-
1: watch. Get a clue.
0: G E T A K L U. You'll see me laying down some content. You'll see some flyby coaching videos that are up there. You'll see testimonials. Of the entrepreneurs around the world that I've, you know, coached and trained and helped write speeches for to get them ready to speak on big stages and all of that. So if you like just sitting back and right, if you want to engage with me, if you want to like understand what my coaching and training and consulting is all about for your business, uh, go to getaclue.net. G E T A. And your get
1: a clue is spelled
0: K L U. Like my my last name's Klueback. Yeah. Right. And make sure
1: our listeners knew that.
0: What I really want people to do is come to Secret Knock. Right? Yep. You are good enough. You can't, you can't afford not to be there. You know, go to secretknock.co, apply, tell them Jeff sent you, right? And then make sure we get to know you so that when you're there in the environment, we can introduce you to the people that we know that you're going to help yep. or we know they can help you. Um, so those are a couple ways. And then, you know, Facebook, Jeff Klubeck or Coach Jeffrey is my public profile okay. page, et cetera. I'm going to be doing live Facebook Lives every Sunday night. This year, I wrote a, um, a did a self published book last year. Get a clue in fifty two. Nice. And this is um, it's basically just one tip. I mean, I'm sorry, ten tips in five categories: networking, sales, marketing, communication, and accountability. And so every Sunday night, I'm going to come on Zoom and stream it to Facebook in the group. Get a clue in fifty two. So it's a combination of me reading a little content, one tip per week. But then also inviting people to come on the Zoom side for some live group coaching, totally free. So if you want to be a part of the community, if you want to interact with me live mm. on Sunday nights, if you want to see all of the flyby coaching videos, Facebook is a good spot. YouTube, watch Get A Clue, the website GetAClue.net. But really, you know, the gathering, Secret Knock is where it all, all the magic happens. I really want everybody to know that they belong at Secret Knock. And yep. uh, that's where I want to see everybody.
1: I love it. Thanks so much, Jeffrey, for being on the show, man. Really enjoyed our time together. Flew by and uh, great, great <laughs> so chat. rolls right off
0: the flyby. Yeah, thank you, Brett. I'm grateful. Thank you. And I can't wait to you know uh, be on again if that, if that opportunity presents itself. Absolutely. Thank you so Thanks a lot, my friend. All right. Tune in next week for another episode of the Circuit of Success with Brett Gilliland on the lineupmedia.fm podcast network. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and through our website, circuitofsuccess.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter and email any questions to info at circuitofsuccess.com. This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.